Because I have white <laughs> alabaster creamy skin that uh, should be celebrated. No. No? No. That's not something that should happen. We'll no. Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory. And I'm your host, Katie. And today we are here with some episode updates for you guys. Episode updates! Everyone was extremely busy this week, so this one's going to be a quick and sweet and uh, a nice little fun episode for everyone. Yeah, it's been interesting in America this week, to say the least. Yes, interesting is the word and the description of what it was in America. (laughs) Plus, people want the the episode updates. They've asked for it. Especially that guy that said, I have an annoying voice. So here we are, <clears throat> coming at you from annoying town, America. Are you trying to get me to do something? No, I was saying you should restart because I coughed in the middle of the Oh, year. that's fine. I'm going to delete all of that because I'm going to ask Katie. So what episodes are we updating? Um, so we're going to go through. I went through and found all of the ones that have some form of update to them. So most of them, everyone's dead. So I think we're doing like five. Okay. COVID dead? No. Just dead. People died a lot before COVID, too. Oh, they didn't die in 2020? And of a lot more different things. I thought only people died in 2020 mostly now. A lot of them <laughs> did. Get it mostly now. <clears throat> Up until, I mean, like the fourth COVID-19 was fucking bad. The plague was pretty bad. A lot of people died from that. Hmm. Weird. In like the 1900s? Is that the 1800s? When they get the old plague? The what? Plague? Plague? <laughs> God, I hate that word so much. How do? You... Plague. So plague. W- w- are we gonna go ahead and tell what the episodes are that we are uh, talking about in this one, or are we gonna talk about some off-topic topic entirely? I just. Do you to... want me to list all of them? Uh, I, I was, was just gonna, gonna say... go and say episode how I have it written, but I can say. No, so we're doing fine. episode seven. What do you want me to do? You tell me to do one thing and then you I tell me to not do it. I was asking a question because I don't know where we left off because we are so far off topic. I answered your question. I said we're doing like five. Okay, so we're doing like five. So how do I start it now? Well, do you want to go ahead and start us off this week, Katie? Which one are we or doing do first? And which one are we doing first this week? And which one are we doing first, Katie? We're talking about episode seven, which was the disappearance of Susan Powell. So I'm going to give you an overview, basically, a short, short, quick overview, and then I'll tell you what is new. Just kind of like, yeah, I was going to say kind of like a series recap on that one. Like when you start an episode. Yeah. Last week on WB's hit new series. The Four, Four Corners, Corners Crime Cast. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Susan Powell was reported missing in December of 2009 from her Utah home. Her husband, Josh Powell, had taken their two sons, Braden and Charlie, camping in the middle of the night, claiming that Susan stayed home and was gone when they returned. Was that a gunshot? That was Daphne snoring. No, that. You did hear that, right? Twice. Two times. This. 
While police were investigating, they found a handwritten letter from Susan saying that her marriage was filled with turmoil and if anything happened to her, to look at Josh. She wrote, quote, If I die, it may not be an accident. Josh was a person of interest from the beginning, and it only increased as police learned that Josh's father, Stephen, was a disgusting sack of shit who secretly videotaped Susan changing clothes and constantly professed his love and sexual desire for her in his journals. In 2012, just before Josh was supposed to undergo a psychosexual evaluation and polygraph, he killed himself and his two sons by beating them and pouring gasoline on them and causing a massive explosion in the home. Yeah, that one was rough. I remember that one. The one I cried through the whole end of? Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the update on that one? So, in July of this year, a judge ruled that the Department of Social and Health Services were negligent in Charlie and Braden's deaths. The day of the murder-suicide, a social worker responsible for Josh's visits with the boys dropped them off and watched as Josh pulled them inside and slammed the door shut. And we, I think we read through the 911 call. I think we actually played it. I'm not sure. Maybe we, we might have played some of it. I, yeah, I don't remember, but you can hear that in episode 7 when we covered the case. But the ruling awarded $98 million to Charlie and Braden's estate, which is controlled by Susan's parents, Chuck and Judy Cox. 98 mil, good. And this was a big deal because I would say that the DHSH were kind of negligent for letting him have unsupervised visits, basically, with these children, knowing that he was going to do something. Well, I thought they were supervised visits. Yeah, she was waiting at the car. Was, or she, no, not, she didn't was wait. At, she went she was to at the door with them. And was following. Yeah, she was just like a couple steps behind him, and right? I thought he just snagged him in there. He like pushed her away and locked the door. As I, I think oh. they like flip-flopped and he had them supervised for a while and then had supervised. And then basically... 98 million is a crazy number. That's too. a ton of money. Yeah. But I mean, probably would rather have the kids back. Oh, yeah, definitely. There is going to be an ABC special on this at some point. It was supposed to be Wednesday night, I'm pretty sure. But obviously our election went went long. much longer than we expected it to. So I guess check your local listings for that. Should be interesting. The police, I want to say, said not too long ago they might reopen the case. But her body, we still don't know where it is. And well, we probably never will. Do they, do they like, actually think that they'd have any chance of finding her body if they reopen the case? Or are they just because there's a uh, documentary or whatnot coming out about it now, they are talking about it? If you guys remember, there was a really long trip he took into basically the middle of nowhere. So there's hundreds of miles where she could be buried. And I don't think there's really any chance unless it's one of those happenstance someone stumbles on her body while they're out which will probably eventually happen unless unless it's covered i don't know there's a lot of nothing out there too so it may be it's probably going to be some hunter that accidentally steps into a pile of bones or some shit i think he was he drove to washington yeah it was like or something yeah i think round trip so there's a lot a lot, a lot of, of dead land that he she could be buried on somewhere, yeah. and I don't think we'll probably ever find her. Uh, what's the next one we're going to update, Kitty? <laughs> the next one is episode nine, which was Girly Chew Hassenkoft, which is a wild story. Yeah, um, a lot of other podcasts did that at the time. I think we were one of the only people that even looked into it, and it's just a, a bonkers 
Yeah, we Bonkers were. Bonkers fun time. We were one of the first. Yeah, this was way back. Yeah, these are... Like our first episodes. Over a year ago, so... Like a year and almost a half on some of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep, back when we were just spreading our podcast wings. And, you know, those episodes maybe shouldn't be judged as harshly. Yeah, back when we were just trying it out. Like the baseline killer episode. We'd get one we'd get one episode out every other week sometimes. <laughs> actually no, we didn't remember. No. no. We were pumping them out. We were, they were just always work. late. Yeah. And then we got I good. Mean, and then Then they just no, got late anyway. <laughs> we're just, just a Saturday podcast now. <laughs> Sooner Friday, or later we'll be Friday Monday night. We went from Tuesday to Friday. But yeah. slowly three times. I mean it's just uh <laughs> I get busy and tired, guys. That's I'm sorry. Funny. It's just funny. I'm sorry to our listeners that I have uh, uh, a full-time job that makes me very sleepy and that I'm a naturally sleepy person. So even when I'm not sleepy, I get sleepy when I'm editing. <laughs> and falls asleep. I do often. So if there are any inconsistencies in the episode, I take full blame for them for being asleep. And what's going on with the girly Chew Hasenkopf case? So, Gurley disappeared in 1999, and it was determined that her husband, Dyson Hassenkopf, murdered her. Like we said before, totally wild case. Just listen to the episode, because way too much for me to get into right now, I would say, with the aliens and the uh, yes. samurai swords and all of the that good stuff. The samurais. All the good stuff. Mm-hmm. The women of uh, Dyson's life. Di- yeah, and then you, it was pretty funny, too, because you guys call them something different every time. Yeah. I think we stuck with Dyson mostly. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that. So the update on this one is that in January of this year, Dyson called for his sentence to be vacated due to collusion, failure on the part of his attorneys, and something about his sentence being illegal. No rulings have been made, likely because of COVID, but there's a 0% chance he's going anywhere. Stuck in prison where he belongs. Has he found Jesus yet in prison? Probably. I don't know. I think they all find him eventually. He just likes hanging out and hiding around in prisons. And uh, what's the next case we're updating, Kitty? Episode 25, which was Chris Watts. Oh, this fuck. Isn't he one of your favorite people on the planet? Every one of these guys is Katie's favorite person. I think Chris Watts is, like, my number one. I hate him more than anyone ever. What? Understandable. What about... So the overview on this one, on August 13th, 2018, Watts murdered his wife, Shanann, and two daughters, Bella and Celeste. He placed the children's bodies in oil tanks at one of his job sites. This was a real fucked up one where, they had, obviously, being in 2018, when there was a lot of videos and Facebooks of uh, posts and whatnot of Shanann and the kids. So this one was, and she was like actually kind of a, kind of an influencer, right, on social media? She kind of, she was like... In one of those MLM businesses where she sold, like, fitness stuff and dietary pills and whatnot. So she was really active in that sense. Okay. So, yeah. So she had a lot of videos of her and her kids on there. So, and there was some really sad videos. There's also, hasn't there come out a bunch of fun conspiracies? Not fun. Okay, I'm going to rephrase that. Hasn't there come out a bunch of oddball conspiracies about if you look at the tv at this time in the documentary that they made about it like oh like you can see the kids are still yeah you can still see all this weird shit and stuff there was and it went around facebook but the 
her friend that had called police there brought her children with her. So those are her children oh, that okay. you see in the body cam. I, I see. I really thought people were trying to say they were ghost children when it all started coming out. That was a way more, like, oddball conspiracy. That's what people are saying still and were saying, but she came forward and said, no, I took my kids and I was letting them play in that room. Oh, I thought they were saying the kids were still alive and that this was all made up. No, they were saying it was a ghost. Oh, yeah, that's more fun for sure. There's also a theory going around that his... What do you call it when you're cheating on someone? His... Mistress? Yes. There's also theories that his mistress, Nicole Kessinger, has a lot more to do with Shanann and the kids' murders than police originally thought. Really? So people are trying to get, like, her case reopened, basically, and the police to look into her more. I don't know how true that is, and I don't want to blame an innocent person, so I'm not going to speak on it, but that's what I've heard. Could be interesting in the next update episode. What's the update that we have for this case? This one was, I mainly think is funny because he's so butthurt, but on September 30th of this year, Netflix released a new documentary, American Murder, The Family Next Door, covering the case via police body cam footage and interrogation footage. The source close to Watts says that he hasn't seen the documentary, but he's quote-unquote triggered by it and the fact that his texts and all the footage is out there for the world to see makes him feel a lot of shame. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, you can you can hear the world's tiniest violin playing for him. It's off so in the distance. Tiny, you literally cannot hear it because nobody's playing it because no one cares enough to yeah. play the world's smallest violin for this asshole. Yeah, he should be just very grateful that he is alive. Is he So I'm guessing he has to be in uh, protective custody in the penal system. He correct? is. I believe he's at San Quentin. Good. I think Paul Rudd's the only one who could play that violin. As Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's even too big. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing, fact is that nobody even cares to play it for him, so he has to pretend violin, but all he can hear in his brain is like jug fiddle music. <laughs> so it's just all screechy and dumb. I just think it's so funny that he can say that he feels shame about a documentary like a documentary you killed your fucking children and you feel shame because because everybody knows because there's body cam footage of you a worthless piece of shit now well everybody knew it before but now it's now it's real common knowledge yeah now it's worldwide netflix is forever is that gonna do it on that one Mm -hmm. all right now what's the next update we have Um, The next one is the bonus episode we did on Lori Vallow, Megan Boswell, and Gannon Stouch. Oh, I do remember that one. I remember actually hearing the update on uh, Lori and Chad. Yeah, so this one was recent. It was in September 2019. Um, Lori Vallow's two children, JJ and Tylee, were reported missing. When police conducted a welfare check, they were told the children were in Arizona. After learning they weren't, police returned the next day with a search warrant and discovered Lori and her new husband, Chad Daybell, had fled to Hawaii. When they were found in January of this year, Lori was served with a legal document requiring her to prove the children were alive and well. She did not meet the deadline, and she was arrested. Also surrounding the disappearance of the children was the sudden death of Lori's brother Alex, her ex-husband, and Chad's ex-wife. Everybody's just dying around them. Yep, Lori and Chad met and got together over their very similar doomsday 
beliefs. Yeah, weren't they basically in like a, like a cult where they got introduced by like basically a cult leader? They're like preppers. They're like in the survivalist prepper community, right? They're like very extreme LDS members. Chad was an author and he wrote like crazy books on his doomsday beliefs. And that's basically how she was introduced to him. And then they met and got married immediately after both of their spouses died. She was like, I love your writing. And he was like, oh my God, she's the only one in the whole world. She gets it. (laughs) She gets me. And I'm a murderer. So what's the update on this one, Katie? There has been a lot that's happened with this one since we did the episode on it. In June, police searched the backyard of Chad Daybell's property and there they uncovered the remains of both JJ and Tylee. Both Lori and Chad were charged with conspiracy to hide their remains. In a recording released by Lori's ex-husband's sister, she can be heard describing how she was planning on murdering her ex-husband over custody for Tylee. Because both Lori and Chad are surrounded by so many mysterious deaths, investigators have not filed any murder charges. Most likely, they are waiting until they have significant evidence to prove that Lori and Chad murdered JJ, Tylee, Chad's ex-wife Tammy, and possibly more. Their trial for conspiracy will likely occur sometime in 2021. Whoa, so they got them. Like, they got them real good now. Yeah, they originally had them on um, desertion of a dependent child for the kids being missing and no one knowing where they were. And I think Lori tried to bond out and they told her no, and then they charged her after they found the bodies. But this was, I would say, pretty good police work on their part because these kids were buried, like, probably not ever going to be found unless they seriously looked into it. Good. I'm glad they were found. Does it? Isn't it weird to murder your ex-husband over your kid and then murder the kid too? Not when you're a crazy person. She was, there's a lot you can find on the internet about how extreme her views were and how she's really just gone off the deep end in the last couple of years. Mm. So there's, I think, some body cam footage of her ex-husband who's now deceased talking about how she's basically lost her shit and doesn't know who he is and is just spouting off all kinds of insane thoughts. So some sort, I don't know if it was some sort of mental health issue she had happen and Chad kind of fed into it or if she legitimately believes that her kids were zombies and she had to kill them to remove them from the world. Yikes. What about uh, Megan Boswell? Megan Boswell's one-year-old daughter Evelyn was reported missing in February 2020 after having not been seen since December of 2019. Unfortunately, Evelyn's body was discovered on family's property in March 2020. Oh, yeah, this was the one where she was missing through the whole month of January, right? And no one reported it? Yeah. Yeah, this was, like, Casey Anthony number two. Yeah, this the girl didn't she say she was with one set of grandparents? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, wait, th- that kid's not here. Yeah, and then they were, she was found, unfortunately, on the, I think, one of the grandparents' properties. Yeah. Oh. Well, what's the update on this one? In... August, a grand jury indicted Megan on 19 charges to felony murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated child neglect, tampering with evidence, abuse of a corpse, failure to report a death, and 12 counts of false police reports. Good. So she's not going anywhere. She 
was 18 when this was happening, so she's going to spend the rest of her life in prison. Good. If she does she not get the death penalty. Deserves it. Do we know how she did it or why she did it? Or no, I don't think she's really spoken on anything. I think they're, her family's trying to protect her. Okay. Did she try to... <clears throat> Did she try to blame it on uh, Austere the au pair? I think one of her false police reports, she did say that something about a nanny. Mm-hmm. What's the next episode, or what's the next update we're doing, Kate? Oh, this one's been asked for, right? Yes, from the guy that said I have an annoying voice. So yes. hopefully he still listens. Hopefully he still thinks your voice is annoying. So this was episode 53 and 54, Scott Peterson. Yeah, Scotty boy. (laughs) Enjoying his time in prison. Fuck you. Also in San Quentin, I think. Yes, in San Quentin. I think him a sad boy who loves, loves the cock. He got a tattoo in his palm of somebody's pocket. Yeah. All right, continue. So what we know on this one, Scott Peterson murdered his wife, Lacey, and their unborn son, Connor, on December 24th, 2002. He first reported the missing, claiming he went fishing and Lacey was gone when he returned. Massive search started immediately, but no sign of Lacey was found. Scott's behavior started becoming more and more erratic, with him never showing remorse or concern for his missing pregnant wife. In April of 2003, both Connor and Lacey's bodies were found floating in the San Francisco Bay, not far from where Scott had supposedly gone fishing on the day Lacey disappeared. He was sentenced to death in December of 2005. And let's not forget, uh, what was her name? Amber Fry? Mm-hmm. Right? He had a mistress the whole time too, huh? Mm-hmm. So he was just lying his way through the whole situation. And then he told her about it, but he didn't even tell her the truth. Here's the thing. This dude was free slinging Willie the whole time. Like, just not didn't have a plan didn't have a real thought out well well executed plan at all and he deserves the death penalty but what's the update we got on this one the update is that in august of this year the california supreme court overturned his death sentence stating juror misconduct seriously affected the outcome of his hearing so apparently the supreme court does not think he deserves the death penalty that's dumb oh man so oh wasn't that because his uh, lawyer said he was like um, no, this, his lawyer did say that he was a 14 karat gold asshole, but this was, <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to call for a mistrial because he said that the jurors couldn't properly judge him because he had called him an asshole in front of them. <laughs> That's a really good, uh, like tactic. Yeah. Just go out there and say a whole bunch of slanderous <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm going to fucking ruin my client's reputation and, we'll and then wait, <laughs> turns out it can't say that to you jurors. <laughs> Yeah, but no, this was, the juror misconduct was, they asked everyone if they had ever, I think, been the victim of a crime, and one of the women said no, when in fact she had filed a order of protection against, like, an ex-boyfriend for threatening her. Aren't we all really just victims of a crime? That's, that's not be, her it would being be affected by a crime unless she was abused or something like that? In their minds... Which I can see the point if she was affected by an abusive ex-boyfriend and she did have to file that order of protection, that would sway her view of Scott Peterson and cause her to be an unfair and not impartial juror. So that's why this is all getting overturned? Yeah, so his conviction was overturned first and then they actually did take his whole entire conviction back before the Supreme Court in October. 
and they ruled that they will re-examine the case. So what that could mean is that it's possible it will be reversed and remanded back to the trial court, and Scott Peterson will get an entirely new trial for the murder of Lacey and Connor. So he could not only escape the death penalty, he could be acquitted completely if the jurors find him that way. I think someone should just take care of him in prison before he gets that far. So this guy could walk free of the murder of his wife and child? Yes. Wow. And I'm slightly concerned because with the case not being in the limelight for quite some time, the evidence is not going to be as strong because it's really all circumstantial. They have like one hair that came off of the boat that he went fishing with on December 24th. So with with just that, yeah, if it does get reversed and remanded, it's not going to be easy for the prosecutors holy cow that's nuts i hope he loses when does his court date um i don't think he so it was actually yesterday november 6 2020 scott waived his right to a speedy trial which allows his court date to be set for january 2021 depending on i think how bad COVID is in that case it could still be pushed back so we won't know the supreme court's ruling for a while probably midway through 2021 if not longer damn because the supreme court still has to review everything and then make their ruling and then we still have to wait after that for them to get ready for a trial if he is reversed and remanded he's probably sending letters in to get himself a try to get himself a presidential pardon in the next couple months here yeah not gonna happen he's still Maintains his innocence. He says he never did anything. He is not responsible for her death. So is that going to end us this week? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all the updates we have so far. Nice. Well, that was a quick one for you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R cornerscrimecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast on Instagram at Four Corners Crimecast, on Twitter at Four Corners Cast, and at Four Corners Crimecast.tumblr.com. And don't forget to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and check out our website, Four Corners Crimecast.com. And head over there for a full episode list or to send us any ideas for episodes you guys want to hear. Or to just get your free sticker from our merch store, just enter the code Bingo Bango at checkout. We'll ship it out to you 100% for free. Oh, and if you want to comment, on anything you should still you know then email us to get your sticker so like if you tell us you want an update and katie has an annoying voice you can still get a sticker just send us an email and i wanted to say too a few weeks ago julie emailed us with an episode suggestion and i am very sorry but there was absolutely no information on the internet about that case so we could do like maybe a 30 second episode about it and that's about it there's one news article and he's mentioned once for like a sentence and two books well julie we will give you that sentence and i'll call out for it on the next episode thanks for listening guys talk to you next week see ya adios motherfuckers 115 dollars for five just hold your balls for free